Hey everyone, you're locked into Nobody's Perfect, a place to learn from everyone else's mistakes so you don't make the same ones. Others' missteps are often the best teacher, from executives to job seekers and everyone in between. For LocalJobNetwork.com Radio, I'm your host, Tim Muma. In the spirit of Nobody's Perfect, that would include interviewers who are given the responsibility of meeting face-to-face and selecting the best candidate for the job, so we think. Well, there might be some myths out there that need addressing. Our guest today has worked as a writer, career coach, and consultant around the world with all sorts of senior executives and major organizations, such as the BBC and Sony. He's also published eight books, his latest, Outsiders on the Inside, How to Create a Winning Career Even When You Don't Fit In. His name is David Cooper, and he joins us from Los Angeles. David, thanks for coming on today. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Briefly, if you could, to give people an idea of where you're coming from and basically your experience in the employment world and the things you've seen, the things you've done, and really what gives you this insight that you're able to to bring to us today. Um, So I've been lucky enough to sit on both sides of the table. So I've been a job seeker myself, and then I've also uh, been a, a senior manager and a VP hiring people. And I've, I've seen lots of different interviews, some which went really well and some not so good. Well, yeah, and that's exactly kind of what we're looking at here and, and things you've touched on in the past with some of your work. Now, before we get into some of the actual myths and things we're talking about and how it might affect people and their strategy, what is the reason you would divulge this type of information? Because I'm sure there's a lot of HR-type people and hiring managers that don't necessarily appreciate the your honesty and your bluntness. Yeah, well, I'm sure HR is always trying to do a good job and trying to train people to do interviews but the reality is if you're a manager in a company you have so many demands Mm -hmm. although you know it's important to hire the right person it's not always going to be the top thing you want to do you're often putting out fires instead of interviewing somebody for a job it's a short-term versus a long-term goal so hr i I think is always trying to do the right thing but managers have to fight with their time constraints sure you know, and it's important to remember we're obviously not talking about everyone in this situation, and um, by no means in a lot of these cases is it intentional. It's just, as you said, people are, are doing different things. They had different tasks. Now, when you were in these these roles with companies and whatnot, I mean, did you express these types of concerns with employers or other people in that, in that facility? Sure. And one of the things that HR usually wants interviewers to do is to have a standard set of questions. They ask everybody. Mm-hmm. That helps. But I've worked in companies where they wanted to have a panel interview. So they have a number of people interviewing. Right. And so people are sick, people don't show up. And so you can sometimes be pulled into a meeting at the last minute to interview somebody. And, you know, I could express my concern about that. But that's the reality. That sometimes happens. So, And it's not all negative. What I wanted to really say was that it has to be that the interviewer has to be proactive. Mm. So the person who wants the job has to think about the kind of things that they, he or she wants to tell the employer. So they need to be prepared. They, they can't rely on the interviewer to do the job for them. They, they have to be ready to give them the information they need to know. Right. No, that's a good point. It, it is a two-way street. You can't rely just on, on what you think is going to happen, especially. Now, let's jump, jump into some of those areas that we're talking about, because I'm sure listeners right. are, are curious, and maybe they have thoughts in their own, in their own mind. Um, you know, a major area of concern for a candidate oftentimes is, well, how well prepared is that interviewer? The belief is that that interviewer is prepared. You touched on a little bit. What's your overall thought in that belief, that myth, so to speak? It depends who you're talking to. So sometimes, you know, if you're talking to a recruiter or an HR person on a phone interview, they may know 
very little about the job. Mm -hmm. They may not be able to uh, answer your questions, and they may not be very well prepared. They may just have got the assignment. Uh, if you're talking to the hiring manager, the person you're going to work for, then hopefully they're a little bit more prepared because they understand the job and they understand what you're about. But right. still, it's the conflict between what you have to do right now to make sure that the, the company is running and the longer term of hiring somebody. So everybody knows it's important to get the best person. But unfortunately, it, the short term gets in the way. So I think people are not always prepared. They haven't thought about good questions. And they, they tend to fall back on the kind of the, the questions like, tell me about yourself. Right. And yeah. What are your strengths and weaknesses, which are uh, okay questions, but they're not the greatest questions to ask in an interview. Mm, and we'll definitely touch on those a little bit more in yeah. detail as well. But with this idea that maybe they're not going to be as prepared, and as you said, it may depend on who you end up speaking with, are there ways that a candidate can use that to their advantage or maybe a way to, to limit that being a, a problem for them in terms of maybe knowing who they are actually interviewing with or, or different little guidelines you can give them? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, you, you need to be as prepared as you can. So, I had a, a client, who, a, a coaching client who I worked with. When he went to interview, he, he had already met the person he was going to replace, okay. his future boss, his future boss's boss. So he'd managed to, through his um, contacts, he'd managed to get in touch with people and have conversations with them before he went into the interview. So he knew he was so prepared, mm -hmm. and that's why he got the job, because he, he knew everything which was going on. He knew what the job description said the job was about. And then he also knew some of the politics, some of the things which weren't being said about the job or why the person had left, all those sorts of things. So the more you can research the company online, connect with people who might know people at the company, you start to get a sense of what the, the job is saying and what the job is not saying. So it's it's really important to understand, understand the culture. Right. I mean, essentially, you're, I mean, what you're saying in this case, if this were to happen, as long as you're if you're well prepared and you've done it, your job and taken the responsibility, then either way, you should be okay, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This is not really to be um, negative. It's more to be to be realistic, so that right. when you don't do go into an interview and, like I've been personally, and somebody had has the wrong resume and starts talking to me about <laughs> Cleveland and you know I'm from England and my degree is not from Cleveland <laughs> you, you realize there's something wrong but it's okay because I'm, I'm ready to talk about what I can do for the for the job and mm -hmm. generally what employers are looking for they want to know can you do the job are you going to fit in with the culture and the team so are you going to be the kind of person who is going to get on with other people and then are you going to cause any problems so do you have any kind of uh, background of stealing or um, do you have some kind of family, um, some problems which are going to prevent you from being there at work? So there's, there's really three categories. Can you do the job? Are you going to fit in? And then are you going to cause any problems? Mm. And, and cause any problems is a pretty broad category. And most people, that's not usually a problem for them. Sure. Now, you know, we are looking in, in ways that we can kind of get the information out there and help out both sides. So, I mean, you mentioned, I believe I had seen that, you know, you were pulled into an interview once um, and you had, no, you had no idea about the candidate and kind of thing, you know, a situation maybe where somebody was out. What's your suggestion for the interviewer who in that situation doesn't necessarily have information they should have had and they didn't have a chance to prepare through no fault of their own in that case? What do you do there? Do you, do you let the, the candidate kind of direct things or how does that work? 
Yeah, it's a good question. Um, so sometimes you can't prepare because it happens really fast or maybe you can't find any information out or you, know, you try and reach out to contacts and you don't have that information. So then you, you really have to be ready to talk about what you've done in your job. So if the interviewer can't ask the right questions, then you have to make sure you give the right answers. So I always advise my coaching clients to come up with anything from five to ten stories about what they've done in their job. So that can be how you've worked in it as a team player. You know, if you've been a manager, how did you do? What was a success? What wasn't, didn't go so well? So if you have these little stories, then you can start talking about those. Mm -hmm. And even if the interviewer is not prepared, then the interviewer at least gets a sense of who you are and what you could do for them. But if you haven't done that work beforehand, if you haven't prepared those stories, uh, information about your career, then it's kind of hard work because both of you are not prepared and it, it can be a very short interview and you don't get the chance to really sh shine. Right. And, you know, and this lack, perceived lack of preparation or, or for whatever the circumstances, it leads kind of into this other myth, the idea that the interviewer will ask good questions. Um, we've done stories that partially have to do with that, but, right. you know, sometimes those questions are lacking, whether it be in depth or, or maybe trying to figure out exactly, like, what are you trying to ask with this question? What sort of problems do you think this creates in terms of, of those quote-unquote right questions? So a lot of people use questions like, Tell me about yourself. Mm -hmm. That's not a great question because you know, what do they want you to say? Do they want to know about your personal life? Do they want to know about your job? Do they want to know about your education? What do they want to know? So a lot of people will start from when they left school or college and then go through their career and it's kind of boring. Yeah. It's, not, it's not very interesting to hear somebody kind of go through their resume you don't want people to do that because you've got the resume. You can read it yourself. Right. A better question is, you know, um, this, this job is managing a team and they're in different locations. How have you managed a virtual team? What did you do? So that's a specific question, and then you can give a specific answer to it. So there's kind of the general questions like strengths and weaknesses is a, is a kind of a very vague question. Mm -hmm. those, those questions are not very helpful. So then the person who's looking for a job has to be a bit more specific and come up with these stories. And then another good tip is, you know, you can ask questions too. So you can say, I, I noticed on the, on the job description, it said that the person has to be flexible and may have to work weekends. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Hmm, okay. How many weekends would, would I have to work? I, I'm, I'm fine with working more hours, but I, I'm curious about you know, what happens. Why, is, why would I need to work weekends? Sure. So you can, ask, you can ask the interviewer questions. Yeah. And then that, that makes you look, more prepared and it gives the interviewer more information. I think it's important you bring that up, but I think everybody kind of knows that at the end of the interview, generally, they ask, you know, do you have any questions for us? But I mean, from what I gather from you is involve that as part of the conversation, even in the middle or, you know, when, like you said, if it, if they ask about what, you know, what can you bring to us or as far as work and that kind of thing, just using it as a conversation versus a question and answer. I mean, is that sort of kind of the idea there? Yeah, because when you do an interview and you have a, a good conversation with somebody and it's kind of give and take and you feel like you're getting to know the person, that's a good step to getting hired. Mm -hmm. If it's kind of hard work and the interview is short and the, the person doesn't give you much information about themselves, it's hard to make a, make a decision. Right. And just that last that point about at the end of the interview, you know, what questions do you have for me? A, a lot of people will either say, oh, I, I don't have any questions, or they'll start asking about 
how much money do you how much money will I make and what are the <laughs> benefits those are not usually good questions right right yeah that's and that's that's why I laugh because I mean it seems common sense but uh, you, know, you just never know what how you get into that room and maybe you're just not thinking clearly or, or however that works out it's okay to have things written down I mean I I tell people you know if you have if you've prepared these stories, then have them with you. Hmm. It's okay to have notes in front. If you think you're going to get nervous, it's better to have those notes and do a, a good interview rather than be nervous and not do a good interview. Right. No, that's a good point. I like that. Now, regardless of those questions, the candidate obviously does have to come up with answers, whether they're good or not. Are employers, our hiring managers, are they looking to get specific answers from people? Are they are they listening for keywords like that, like you would put on a resume type thing, or is it not that general? I guess what's the the myth or the belief behind that aspect of it? So they're they're looking for specific information. If the if it's a good job description, then that specific information will be there. So do you know certain types of software? Have you worked? Do you know a, a specific language? Things like that. That's mm. that's specific. Then, then they're looking for things you say which kind of make them ask questions. So, you know, if if you if you make kind of some kind of comment, one question is like, why are you leaving? You know, why did you leave the company? If you said, well, you know, I I didn't see any potential for me there, and my boss wasn't giving me um, the recognition I need, and uh, you know, we were not getting on very well. Mm-hmm. That's a big red flag. So sure. then that person's listening for that specific. Oh, there was a problem with the boss. Now, that might not have been your fault. That could easily have been the boss's fault. But unfortunately, in the interview, you know, the, the person's going to want to know more about that. And that's not really where you want to focus. You don't want to focus on the negatives. You want to focus on the positives you have. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful about slipping in information, which then takes you off into a kind of a negative area, sure. you know, a challenging area. And everybody has that. Nobody's perfect. But you have to think you're you're selling yourself. So you want to put over as much positive uh, much positive information and truthful information about yourself as, as possible. Now, along those lines a little bit with the answering the questions, you know, there's a belief that employers want these short, concise, to-the-point type answers. And from some of the stuff I saw from you, maybe that's not necessarily the case. They want the detail. They, do, they don't want to have to talk themselves as much. What's what's kind of the uh, the thought process there with, with the short answers versus really getting in depth as the as the candidate? I don't think they want a short answer. Uh, they don't really want a long and boring answer either, but they want they want a, an answer which is going to give them information. So if they say, you know, so uh, this job is for somebody working in a call center, you have to be part of a big team, you know, tell me about a time when you work with a big team, how you're a team player. If you say, well, yeah, I worked, I worked in a call center and I worked with a big team and I'm a team player, that's a short answer, but it's like, okay. It's, it's not very interesting. Mm. It doesn't really tell me. I don't, I don't know whether I believe that or not because you haven't given me an example. So if you say, yeah, I worked in a call center and there were, there were 50 people and we used, to, um, we used to share job responsibilities and everybody could do everybody else's job. And you know, if somebody was sick, then somebody would just take over and it would be uh, really easy and we had a lot of fun and we used to do um, team potlucks every month. That kind of gives me more of a sense about Oh yeah, that that sounds like a good team. That person's been in a in a big team. They mm-hmm. they sound like they will they might be good. So it's not really short or long. It's yeah, you know, are you giving good information? But oftentimes, if somebody says, you know, are you a team player? Yeah, I'm a team player. Okay, I, I don't know whether that's true or not. I, I want some examples because when you give examples, then you get a sense of whether 
that's true or what they mean by being a team player. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what does that mean to them? And that follows a little bit along the lines of a question that a colleague had kind of thought of and we discussed a little bit. Maybe the interviewer, the questions aren't leading in a direction you want and you don't feel you're getting an opportunity to maybe showcase what your skills were or what you can do. What can the candidate looking for the job, what can they do to maybe help direct the conversation in, in some way to highlight a, a, you know, an area of skill or an area they really feel would stand out as opposed to just following what the interviewer is asking them? I, I guess it would depend. If the interviewer is going down a kind of track and you're not doing very well and you're not answering the questions and it doesn't feel good, maybe that's not the job for you. Hmm. So maybe the job description sounded like a great job, but when you actually get in, you find out it's, it's a little different and it's not really the kind of thing you want to do. So in that case, then, it, then you want to ask more questions about that to find out, you know, is that really, you know, is the job really like this or really like the job description? Right. And, and start to see whether you really want the job or not. Uh, that's, that would be the first possibility. The second possibility is that, you know, for some reason, the interview is kind of not focusing on your strengths. So then you, 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 know, you see it with politicians. You kind of have to be ready to say, yeah, well, that's a great question. You know, this is how I do it. And I'd also be curious about, you know, in the job description, when I talked to somebody else, they were talking about this. I've done a lot of work with IT. We've talked a lot about project management, but I'd really like to talk about, you know, some of the technologies I know, and you know, this is how I think I can help you. And then you start going into the story. So you, you, know, you have to make sure that if there's things you think are important for them to know that you tell them. So you kind of gently you know, redirect them right. and, and start talking about what you want to talk about. One of the other myths that you brought up and um, I guess a, a little bit of a myth or I don't know if it's a myth so much as in difficult to answer this question. And it's the age old stock question of where do you want to be in five years? And I think you mentioned okay. it. I think of it as kind of a trick question as well. And, you know, I guess what's your overall take on that inquiry? Because like I said, it, it's almost like a trick because the answer, what, you, you want to get ambition out of it. But if you tell them, you know, in five years, I'm going to be at some other company, that's not going to get you the job either. So what's your overall take on this question and how to approach it? Yeah, so I, I think you're right. It's kind of a, it's a trick question. It's sort of a lazy question to me. <laughs> it, it's kind of like, it's one of those questions that lots of interviewers ask. So the wrong answer is to say, I want to be on the beach. You know, That's wrong, really? Sun. That's oh, not man. Right. So, um, <laughs> I think it's, you have to research the company, the job, to know what they're looking for. So if they're looking for somebody who can come in, you know, like I, I work a lot in the entertainment business in Los Angeles. So there are certain jobs where you come in at the entry level. They expect you to develop in a couple of years to be a manager, to be more senior. That's what they kind of expect. Right. So if you said, you know, in five years' time, I, I want to be still being an assistant and making coffee for my boss, that's probably the wrong answer. They're, they're expecting you to say, well, by that point, I, I hope I will have learned, you know, I will have learned about the job and I, it would be great if I'd been a manager. I'm going to re- really be working hard to make that happen. It's, it's something like that. But if the job, you're not, you're not sure about what the future is or if it's the kind of job where you know, something like government jobs or um, jobs in education where people stay around a long time, you, you can't really expect to get promoted. So you could be doing the same kind of job. So the best answer there is that you know, I want to keep learning new things. I want to keep being challenged. If there was an opportunity to to get promoted, that will be great. But I'm also fine with doing this job and keep on learning new things. I think you're exactly right. It's kind of a trick question. So the answer is not always a great answer because Mm -hmm. 
you have to be aware that you can give the wrong answer very easily. And the idea there really kind of what you mentioned is just that they want to see you you want to develop and advance where applicable and not be, you know, yeah, you know, like you said, be on the beach in five years or or admit right. freely it's a stepping stone of some sort. I mean, that's that's obviously not the way to go. Now, we haven't touched on what really is maybe seen as the biggest myth out there. And again, we're talking in general here and we're not talking about everybody. So hopefully people understand that. But what is that? No, I mean, there's lots of people who do interviews re- really well. I right. train people how to do interviews. Right. And there are some people who do them really well. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's not always the case. So the job hunter wants to be prepared. That's all that this is about. Exactly. I mean, it's about information. And, um, you know, if you are in that unfortunate situation one way or the other, hopefully this can help in some way. So in getting to that, that biggest myth, so to speak, the, the biggest untruth, we chatted just briefly before to make sure we're on the same page with that. What would you put out there as that biggest myth in terms of the job interview and getting a job? So I think, you know, unfortunately, one of the biggest myths is that they take the best candidate. Unfortunately, I don't think that's always true. That's what people want to do, but you don't always know what the best means. Mm-hmm. So it, it sometimes happens that people will apply for jobs which have already been filled or even interview for jobs where they're really pretty clear they're going to go in-house rather than get somebody externally, but they just want to kind of check things out. Now, the, the in-house candidate may not be the best candidate with the best qualifications, the best experience, but maybe the employer wants somebody who understands their company, mm-hmm. and that's more important than getting somebody who has the, you know, the best degree or the best experience. You know, and I've had lots of clients who've got quite upset about, you know, they've applied for something. It seems like they're really totally suitable for the job and they don't get the job and then they start blaming themselves and think they could do something different and I I think it's not really about the job hunter it's more about what the company's looking for and you don't always know what they're looking for so you may think you're the best candidate and maybe you are the best candidate in in certain terms but there are other things they're looking at Hmm. so maybe you're the best candidate but they think that in the future they want you to be able to do something different and you haven't demonstrated that you can do that so there's some information you don't even know right so that that's kind of where i am with that but it's, it's not always the best candidate and and i haven't talked about some of the negative things sometimes it's you know it's it's because you know somebody or it's the the son of the owner or it's you know it there's all kinds of stuff like that mm-hmm. where you can't really compete there's there's somebody who has a personal contact and you're not going to get the job sure so but then it's just you know, not taking it personally and just looking for something different and going for that and knowing that you're you're great, you, you've got everything you can give the employer and you're going to find the right job when it's the right time. And another aspect of that, obviously, we're not talking in cases of, you know, maybe disability or, or some of those protected categories. We're not looking at it from that angle, but like you talked right. about, maybe culture, understanding, like, you know, with an in-house candidate, they already understand the way things work, that it's an easier transition or even, I think, mentioning... Um, Maybe candidates are close or someone has a little more skill, but the, the other person just seems like a better fit personality-wise or, or work ethic or however you might deem that, that there are other aspects, as you mentioned, um, just to keep in mind. And as you said, you may not even know what's going into that. So Right. I had an example where someone was being hired to work on a team. The, the team was a little dysfunctional, was quite tricky to work with. <laughs> so they, they were looking for someone who – was not was going to be able to work with people who were all, not always easy to work with. Now you can't really say that on a job description, right? You don't want to say you know, this team's not really a, a great <laughs> team, 
So there was a lot of kind of questions and, and looking at somebody who was going to be tough enough and balanced enough and not get upset to kind of work on that. So that, that was something you might not even know. So somebody who was probably better qualified might not have got that job because they, they wanted to go with someone who was more kind of balanced, you know, could kind of deal with that rough and tumble. Now, unfortunately, we are running a little low on time, but I just want to ask this last kind of wrap-up piece, so to speak. In terms of some of these myths maybe that are out there or whatever, why do you feel they exist? Why do these things kind of linger out there? I mean, is it just a product of, of the business? Is it is it just the lack of communication? Is it people just wanting to believe the best? I mean, what in everyone, what do you think are the reasons these little type of myths somewhat exist out there? Well, I think it's because there's a sort of a, there's a gap between what human resources, HR, and HR knows is the right way of doing things, mm-hmm. and then what the business is doing, what the business is actually doing in reality. So I think there's sometimes a gap. So a lot of experts come from an HR background, and they know that you should have a, you know, the interview, you should prepare before you go into the interview. You should have a, a written set of questions. You should have a, a very clear job description. You should, um, you know, avoid these types of questions right. because of, um, you know, they, they know all that kind of stuff. But the reality is when I was working, you know, I, I might, all day I could be in meetings. I could be in the meetings from eight till six, mm-hmm. all day in meetings. And then somebody asked me to do an interview even though I know I should be prepared, I, have, I just don't have time to, to be prepared. I'm going to be as prepared as I can in the, in the two minutes walk into the office. <laughs> so I think there's a, just a kind of a, a divide between what HR knows is right and the business does just because, you know, especially with the recession, managers have been asked to do so much more. So mm-hmm. they're so busy. Definitely. So I think that's, that's kind of what, where it is. It's not really right or wrong. It's just there's, there's still that gap. And hopefully as the economy gets better, that, that gap will get less and people will take more time and, and they have to work harder at, at getting the right candidates. Well, that's a good way to wrap things up here on Nobody's Perfect. Uh, as a job seeker, we hope you have a little more insight into the many things that are considered when going into the interview. From the employer's point of view, perhaps some things to keep an eye on and evaluate as well and some of the things that David mentioned. We've been speaking with writer, career coach, consultant, uh, you name it, he's probably done it. David Cooper has joined us today. David, where can people find out more about you and your work? Oh, great. Yeah. Um, www.davidcoopercoach.com. David, C-O-U-P-E-R, coach.com. You can find that information and uh, get tips about interviewing and resume, all kinds of things there. Great. Well, David, I appreciate you coming on once again. Okay. Thank you very much. And if you, the listeners, have any comments or suggestions, email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Till next time, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Remember, nobody's perfect, so please watch your step. Watch your step.